There is something inside of you that wants to find the thing that you were made to do. Become confident of it. It'll change your perception of your future. Do you have the courage to think something beyond where you are? My calling will find me. Good morning, everyone. Before I jump into our message, I just want to take a few moments of prayer. We are, are in, living in a very divided nation, and we, we believe that life begins at conception. We're a pro-life church, pro-life denomination, and there is just, uh, it's going crazy in the world today. But I just want to take time for us to lift up in prayer and to make our commitment to honor the Lord this way. Lord Jesus, we come before you and we thank you that in your word you said before we were ever formed, you knew us in the womb. Lord, that Jeremiah was called to be a prophet even before he was born. And so, Lord, we know what your word teaches, that life begins at conception. And, Lord, our nation is being torn apart. And, Lord, I just pray you would break through all of the lies, Lord, all of the deception, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. And you would bring that you would bring forgiveness for our sins as a nation, Lord, for the, the millions of children that have been taken, Lord, their lives have been taken. And so, Father, I just pray that in this place of anger and rage, Lord, there would become an awakening and a revival, Lord, and people will come to you, Lord Jesus. So, Lord, we pray for our leaders. We pray for our president, our governor, our legislatures, Lord. We pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that your truth, Lord, would Cut through all of the falsehoods, Lord, all of the lies, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, may you bring protection to the unborn, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Be praying. We need to keep that before the Lord. This new series I'm, I'm sharing with you today is called Send Me. And last week we talked about the secret of success, King Uzziah. And as long as King Uzziah sought the Lord, God gave him success. He was victorious militarily. He made his nation prosperous economically. He helped Judah boom industrially. He was highly productive agriculturally. His country was very lucrative commercially, and he was renowned famously. Success at every turn, because as long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. I believe the Lord brings us success as well. That success is how, as he defines it, not how the world defines it, though. And it's important to understand that along with success, there are inherent dangers that come with it. The title of my message this morning is The Perils of Power. And so we talked about the secrets of success. Now we're going to talk about the dangers of success. Because when we become successful, it brings certain risks into our life. Prosperity can also produce certain problems. And King Uzziah learned this the hard way. Look with me at 2 Chronicles chapter 26, verse 3. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother's name was Jechaliah, and she was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah had done. And he sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Now let's drop down to verse 16. But after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. 
He was unfaithful to the Lord his God and entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest with 80 other courageous priests of the Lord followed him in and they confronted him and said, it is not right for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is for the priests, the descendants of Aaron who have been consecrated to burn incense. Leave the sanctuary for you have been unfaithful and you will not be honored by the Lord God. And Uzziah, who had a censer in his hand, ready to burn incense, became angry. And while he was raging at the priests in their presence before the incense altar in the Lord's temple, leprosy broke out on his forehead. And when Azariah, the chief priest, and all the other priests looked at him, they saw that he had leprosy on his forehead, so they hurried him out. Indeed, he himself was eager to leave because the Lord had afflicted him. And King Uzziah had leprosy until the day he died. He lived in a separate house, leprous and excluded from the temple of the Lord. And Jotham, his son, had charge of the palace and governed the people of the land. And the other events of Uzziah's reign from beginning to end are recorded by the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. And Uzziah rested with his fathers and he was buried near them in a field for burial that belonged to the kings. For the people said, he had leprosy. And Jotham, his son, succeeded him as king. Isn't it interesting that he had been known for his success, and now he was known for his leprosy? Here are some risks associated with success and with power and prosperity. This is important for us to realize. We want prosperity. We want success. But there are dangers that come with those pursuits. And the first and foremost is, number one, pride. Perhaps the greatest danger to your relationship with the Lord is pride. Pride is two words in the Hebrew that literally mean his heart was lifted up. And so when Uzziah became proud, he lifted up his heart beyond God. And pride, we know, was the first sin and it was committed by Satan. Look at Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 14. Speaking of Satan, you were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked among the fiery stones. And look at verse 17. And your heart became proud. Same two words in the Hebrew as we see about Uzziah. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. And so we see the first sin that was ever committed was pride. And yet that is one of the most dangerous sins we still wrestle with. It's insidious and it's sinister. And so we must, we must guard our heart from even a hint of arrogance. And if we find any, we need to repent. I said something to someone the other day and I later replayed what I said in my mind. And I realized, wow, that really sounded prideful, James. And so I immediately asked God's forgiveness. And I'm glad God brought it to my mind. When I said it, I didn't think about it. But as I thought about it, I said, you know what? That sounded like pride. And so I asked the Lord to forgive me right then and there. Because pride will often blind us to the fact that we're prideful. Sometimes we don't realize how prideful we are. We need someone else, hopefully the Holy Spirit or your spouse to point it out, and usually that is how it happens. That's how you found out you've been prideful. Someone tells you, someone close to you. 
But you know what? If it's true, then we need to be warned about it. Jameson Fawcett Brown commentary says, This daring and wicked act is in both records traced to the intoxicating influence of overweening pride and vanity. Oh, pride is intoxicating. Power is intoxicating. And King Uzziah's success and power became intoxicating to him. It was like a drug. His success was like a drug. And he pursued it. And he started believing all his success was not from God, but from his own hand. There is a turning point in our lives where we cross over from thanking God then to thanking ourselves. And this is a grave danger. Uzziah started believing all the press that was said about him, all the successful things he had done. And Wiersbe's Bible commentary says, there's no question that Uzziah was an illustrious king whose name was known far and wide, but what the Lord did for him should have produced humility and not pride. Isn't that true? If God has blessed you, shouldn't you be humble instead of proud? If, if God grants you favor, if God blesses you financially or otherwise, or God gives you a, a, a wife, which the Bible says is a good thing, then we should be humble. And we should realize, you know, we don't deserve any of this. We don't deserve any of this. And every gift comes from above, comes from God. And so it's important for us, one of the cures for pride is to be thankful to God for whatever you have. And if you are in a high position, or if God has blessed you with wealth, stay humble, because pride will work its way in there and bring disaster. Power, prosperity, and success will usually lead to pride and a fall unless we fiercely hold on to our humility. God blessed Uzziah, but Uzziah started believing he deserved those blessings, and he earned them on his own, and, and when we take that crossover from thanking God to believing in ourselves and boasting in ourselves, there is danger. In fact, unrepented pride will always lead to, number two, a downfall. Pride that is unrepented, pride that is continued and carried will eventually bring a fall. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's a universal spiritual principle that God has established. Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Now this is amazing because we live in a culture today that rewards pride. I mean, when you see these athletes boasting and, and talking smack and people being so proud of what they've done, it, it just kind of turns me off. Because even if it is their talent, it's a God-given talent. It's a God-given gift. And so pride is a danger. And so many stories have been written of those who were proud and then came to a fall. The exposition on the whole Bible says how consistently in the pages of history we are taught the perils of prosperity. Man, depending upon God, is ever independent of all else. In the moment when the heart begins to feel independent of God... In its own strength, the strength fails. And unless there be repentance, ruin is inevitable. The last years of the, of, his, of the reign, so glorious in its beginnings, were years of suffering and sadness. Power corrupted by pride will bring about, number three, unfaithfulness. Uzziah violated the commands of God. He trespassed and he 
transgressed beyond the limits God had set for him as a king. He acted if God's commands did not pertain to him. You never get to a place where you're above God's commands. Never. You never come to a place where you don't need to still humble yourself and obey the Lord. And the Life Application Bible says when people have power, they often think they can live above the law. But even rulers are subjected, subject to God, as Uzziah discovered. And no matter what your position in society, God expects you to honor, worship, and obey Him. Amen? No matter what our place, we are to honor God. Another result of power and pride is number four, conflict. Uzziah had a conflict with 81 priests. And by taking their stand against the king, they were, they were risking their lives. They called them courageous priests because the king had the power to, to take their lives. And so Uzziah acted if, as if God's commands did not follow him. And another result of that is this conflict that came about. He wanted to offer incense on his own. And the Wearsby Bible commentary says Uzziah wanted to serve as both king and priest. He wasn't comfortable enough just to be king. He wanted more. He wanted more titles. He wanted more things behind his name. He wanted more power. See, as a king, he ruled the secular world of that nation. But as priests, that's the spiritual world. And so he wasn't satisfied to be successful in this life. He wanted to take over the priesthood. Now, the Lord had established a separation of offices, just like our own government. There's supposed to be a separation of powers, right? Checks and balances. Well, God established that same thing. In the Old Testament, there were three offices, prophet, priest, and king. And they were set up that way so nobody could rule on their own without accountability. And so Uzziah wanted to serve as both king and priest. And in the Old Testament economy, the Lord separated the kings and priests and while a priest could become a prophet, Ezekiel, Zechariah, John the Baptist, no prophet or king could become a priest. Instead, Uzziah convinced himself that he deserved to be a priest as well as a king. Wasn't enough to be king, he wanted more. And instead, when he was confronted, when this conflict took place, when these priests called him on it, Instead of repenting, that was his chance right there. How many of you know that God gives us a chance to repent? Sometimes he gives us a lot of chances. Sometimes he gives us years. He gave Israel centuries to repent. And so God will give us a chance. But if, and so this was, a, this was a crossroads right here. Uzziah had already done something wrong. And so God reached out to him. Uzziah, you're crossing a line. And so there was an opportunity right there to humble himself, repent of his sin, accept God's judgment and punishment, and he'd have probably lived out his life as a great king. But at that moment, instead of being repentant, he became furious. How dare these priests confront the king? Conflict can escalate into number five, rage. Now, this word is beyond basic anger. Anger can sometimes be righteous. There can be righteous indignation. But rage 
is never righteous. And the Hebrew word translated rage means to boil up or to rage like a storm. I mean, King Uzziah, he was flapping his arms. He was frothing at the mouth. He was boiling up, angry that he would dare be confronted. And so we see the same root word for rage is found in Isaiah 30, verse 30. The Lord will cause men to hear his majestic voice and will make them see his arm coming down with raging anger and consuming fire, with cloudbursts, thunderstorm, and hail. How many know God has a right to be angry? But we don't always. Jonah 1.15, then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. Again, all of these speak of a storm, a, like a sea that's boiling over. It's that kind of rage. And how many know that kind of rage is not healthy? It's not good for us and not good for those who are receiving the rage. And so when we've done something egregious, we can either repent or we can be enraged. No one, how many know, if, if we are going to choose rage, that is going to be difficult for us. And if unresolved rage results in number six, separation. As he was arguing, as he was raging, Leprosy appeared on Uzziah's forehead. And the priests hurried him out of the temple. And I love this slide. Indeed, he was eager to leave. So when they saw leprosy literally appear on, on his forehead, then they must have shown him a mirror or something, or he saw it on other parts of his body. And he's like, I'm out of here. There was a time when I took an evening flight out of Dickinson, North Dakota, and the plane started its taxiing and got at a very high rate of speed. And just when you, you get that, that buoyant feeling when it's about to take off, instead, the pilot hit the brakes. And we all lurched forward and planted our faces in the back of the seat in front of us. Good thing we were wearing seatbelts, because, I mean, he hit the brakes. He put on the skids. And so the captain came on the intercom. He says, sorry about that, folks. We ran out of runway. We're going to turn around and give it another try. And I'm like, I'm out of here. Open the door. Are you serious? And that was King Uzziah. I'm out of here. I got all I need now. Ironically, by forcing his way into the temple, he was forced out of it for life. Leprosy was one of the most feared diseases of that day, and it could mean a lot of different kinds of skin diseases. But lepers were forced to separate themselves from family and society. Wiersbe's Bible commentary says, Being a leper, the king couldn't appear in public or even live in the palace. He was quarantined in an isolated house while his son Jotham ruled the land as co-regent. And when Uzziah died, he was buried in the royal cemetery, but apparently not in the tombs of the kings. So pride not only separates us from God's presence, it results in, number seven, exclusion. Not only was Uzziah separated from the living, he was even excluded among the dead. You see, the kings were buried in, a, in the, the same tomb, all the kings 
But even in death, not that those, those kings that were dead could get leprosy. But even in that, it was symbolic of Uzziah couldn't even be buried with the kings. Again, Wearsby Bible Commentary says this, Uzziah had a wonderful beginning, but a tragic ending. And this is a warning to us that we be on our guard and pray that the Lord will help us to end well. A good beginning is no guarantee of a successful ending. And the sin of unholy ambition has ruined more than one servant of the Lord. It's not how we start that matters most. It's how we finish. And by God's grace and power, we can finish well. But we have to guard against our pride. Because if we have a position of authority or power, it can easily lead to pride. If we're prosperous, if we're blessed, we've got to beware of the perils. Because God does want to bring success. God does want to bless your life. But he also knows the risks. Sometimes we're not ready for the blessing, isn't it true? We're not there yet. We're not at a place where we can be trusted with the, with the blessings of God. And so the, the challenge for us and uh, all throughout our Christian walk is to seek humility in all we do. Would you bow your heads with me today? Father God, we thank you for your clear teaching. God, in, in Scripture, God, you make it clear to us. Lord, I thank you for the balance you bring to our lives. God, we can, we can know how to live by way of your Holy Spirit, by the power of your grace. And so, Lord, we thank you for all the many blessings we've received. God, we want to do that right now. Would you just do that? Begin to thank the Lord. Be specific. Speak it out. You don't have to do it out loud, but, but speak it out. What are you thankful for today? It may be the simplest things, but let's, let's take some time of giving thanks to God. Can we do that? God, we thank you today. We worship you today. God, thank you for your faithfulness, for your goodness for all that you've done, every good gift. We thank you for your favor, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. You are good, Lord. You are good. You do all things well. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Can we take just a few moments and humble ourselves before the Lord, ask the Lord to search out any pride, anything in our hearts that can lead to pride, that can lead to separation, that can lead to conflict, any pride of our hearts. Lord, search us, we pray in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would root out any pride we may have in our hearts. Lord, let us not cross over from thanking you for your favor and then believing we deserve it. That's why it's favor. We don't deserve it. And so, Father, we come before you with open hearts today, and we repent. We repent of our pride. We repent of our sin. God, we just come before you and, and want to be open to your Holy Spirit. Move on our hearts. Move on our lives, we pray. 
In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm going to invite the elders to come forward at this time. And if you want prayer, these folks are here to pray with you. If you want to give your heart to Jesus Christ, these folks can lead you to the Lord. Our board members, would you come as well, and pastors. And so if you want to give your heart to the Lord today, come forward, and these folks will lead you in a prayer. If you need healing or you need a miracle in your life, come and receive prayer. Or you can kneel in the altars and just have a private prayer as well. Would you stand with me, church? I want to speak this blessing over you. I hope you'll receive it. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. God bless you. You're free to go. Thank you for joining us today. Our worship service begins at 1030 every Sunday. You can join us in person or online. We broadcast live on both Facebook and YouTube. We would love for you to join us and be our guest this Sunday. Our address is 4901 California Avenue, Bakersfield, California. Thank you for joining us and have a blessed day.